Support for this podcast is provided by That Cast Creative. Brand your business and connect with your audience by creating a custom podcast. Learn more at thatcast.com. Discover the growing lineup of ThatCast Network podcasts and videocasts at thatcast.com. There's also a good, used to be a good place right across the Selwood Bridge beside the cemetery. Uh, it's Riverside Park, but it's it's owned by Lewis and Clark and it's shut down now, But so you're not supposed to ride there. But uh, so <laughs> don't ride there, people. Um, and uh, but that's a great spot, uh, or used to be, I mean. And uh, yes, uh, uh, Sandy Ridge is a good place to go. Anyway, you know, I, also Powell Butte's a good place to go to just down the bike path. There's local cycling enthusiast and Portland business owner of Cycling Apparel Company. It's in my heart, Chris Chapman, dishing on cycling hotspots in the area. We'll talk about more hotspots to hit, as well as the change of the cycling season from summer to fall. All of that and more now. The Pacific Northwest Lifestyle Unleashed. It's Locals Only with Chop, presented by ThatCast Network. What's going on, everyone? It's Chop Locals Only, and I am, at the moment, hanging out in a local, I would say, cycling enthusiast kitchen. And this gentleman is also... A local business owner, Chris Chapman is my guest. Chris, how are you, man? Good, how are you, Chop? Good to see you, man. Hey, you too, and uh, thanks for inviting me into your kitchen. <laughs> my pleasure. <laughs> this is also the staff cafeteria. Right, and th- the great thing is you have some amazing hospitality. I'm guessing it might be due to you being Canadian. Ah, I appreciate that. Um, but I come in, and you offer me a drink, water, cider, beer, and then a shot of tequila. I appreciate it. I did turn the tequila down. I am drinking this water. This time. This time. Now, before we get into the nuts and bolts, I wanted to bring you on with the seasons changing from summer to fall. Yeah. Cycling still goes on 24-7, 365 a year. We live in a great region here in the Pacific Northwest that's a hotbed for cycling. What is it about the region that you feel makes it such a hot spot? Well, gosh, uh, you know, it's Portland's got the, the, a lot of bike trails, a lot of bike paths. Uh, a lot of the roads have protected bike lanes, which makes you feel safe um, and lets you ride. You know, there's riding as far as you can think about riding. So lots of opportunities to go distances that the weather's good um yeah it's just a good good place to go also mountain biking great trails you know and so. even if the weather isn't good you often see people getting geared up yeah and braving the elements are you one of those individuals I that have you- like quite a selection of different wares to for protection for sure now what are some particular things that one must get if they want to ride all year you know uh in the winter time it's nice to have some sort of merino top or uh, wool layering and also a nice warm hat now joining us chris chapman he is the owner of it's in my heart which really is an exciting venture because it's you have some of the most amazing cycling jersey designs i've seen ranging everywhere from uh, the state of Oregon with, and I'm, I'm looking at it right now with the outline of the state with the green heart in there and all the way up to like a Sriracha Jersey, which is great. Also donuts. Um, now, how, how did the designs come about 
And how do you decide, like, you know, which ones you're going to use? Well, uh, good answer. Good question. I mean, uh, I'm just coming up with a couple new designs. And what I kind of look for are trendy uh, or uh, kind of pop culture things that are new that are kind of in the news. I'm working on a Chihuahua jersey that'll be out next month. Which leads me to to my next question: Do a lot of people suggest things? Like, uh, do they you get do. a lot they of get, emails? And I do get people requesting things for sure. How often do you accommodate those requests? You know, I try, to, and also when I do bicycle events, um, when I'm a vendor at some of these events, people ask me for certain things, and I just kind of make note. Um, and uh, you know, quite usually, quite often at, at, at events like that, I get asked for different uh, specific jerseys. Again, Chris Chapman, our guest. It's in my heart, and you can check them out online at www.itsinmyheart.com, and your love of cycling is it, it's paramount dude i mean you're a big fan you being canadian the world championships road race in professional cycling happened this past weekend sunday in innsbruck austria yeah. very difficult course really designed for uh riders that specialize in climbing and the hard grueling one day classics Canadian Michael Woods hit the podium. He ended up coming in third, grabbing the bronze, the first World Championship Road Race medal for Canada since 1984, I believe, yep, with Steve, Steve Bauer. In Barcelona. In Barcelona. And uh, how exciting was that for you to watch that and see a oh, countryman? Really, really exciting for all my, for me and all my Canadian friends, I'm sure. We are pretty excited about that, for sure. Uh, I, but I, I think in general, you find... A lot of just North Americans excited that yeah. somebody got on the podium I that, so, that yeah. wasn't European. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was nice to see because you you had what Alejandro uh, Valverde. He ended up getting the rainbow jersey, taking the win, and he's like fifty eight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he seems he just won't die. He's like a cockroach. And then uh, <laughs> Frenchman Roman Bardet uh, ended up taking silver. Yeah. You know, and and there's another country, France. They haven't won a world championship Is that right? I didn't know that. since who knows? Yeah. Maybe wow. Bernardi. Wow. No, I right, don't. Right, right, right. I mean, I off the top of my head, I don't know, but it's been okay. a long, long time for France. Yeah. So them to medal, they were happy, but also disappointed. And of course, the Americans, they didn't factor at all. No, they were. <laughs> road racing locally. I want to touch on that real quick before we wrap up. Um, but I want to talk about the road racing scene, not only in ro the road racing, but also uh, like cyclocross, or? cyclocross, mountain biking, a little bit of that uh, here in a moment. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to uh, thatcast.com. It's the Thatcast Podcast Network. And I'm Chop here with Chris Chapman. It's Locals Only. We'll be right back. Is your country embarrassed at the end of every Summer Olympics after the medal count is tallied? Are you tired of being beaten out every Summer Games by superpowers China and the United States? Is your country the butt of Olympic jokes? If you answered yes to any or all of these questions, it's time your country's government called Precious Metals, Inc. We are the creators of the now-famous Olympic Blueprint to Success that is used by Russia, China, and the United States. The Blueprint explains how your government can leverage taxpayers' dollars to build state-of-the-art athletics 
athletic facilities, cost-cutting fashion tips, which include having your country's Olympic uniforms fabricated in sweatshops in third world countries, and an exclusive tutorial on how to bully other nations. Our most recent client, Great Britain, saw its medal count go from 47 in Beijing to 65 in London. The Summer Olympic Blueprint to Success is available now for a limited time for only $10 million. First 10 countries that purchase the blueprints receive a free video on how to teach an athlete to celebrate after winning Olympic gold. Call now at 1-800-OLYMPICS. We do accept collect calls from Cyprus, Algeria, and Finland. That's 1-800-OLYMPICS. Call now. Want to advertise on this podcast or one like it and reach a targeted and engaged audience? Go to thatcast.com to start reaching our audience. All right, welcome back. Chop here, Chris Chapman, my guest, and I'm a guest in his home. Thank you. It's a nice home. Thank you. Welcome. It's in my heart. You can check out uh, cycling jerseys at the website, www.itsinmyheart.com. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. What are the handles? I have Instagram and Facebook, and it, they're both itsinmyheart.com, or it's in my heart. <laughs> at it's in my heart. <laughs> um, locally, you know, with summer ending, you have disciplines such as mountain biking and cyclocross how big are those disciplines here in the pacific northwest pretty big we have portland's a big hotbed uh, also seattle's pretty big for cyclocross and uh road racing do you do any of the off-road stuff i do mountain biking quite a bit i do cyclocross oh yeah if now if you're gonna go mountain biking here where do you go what like- sandy ridge there's also a good used to be a good place right across the selwood bridge beside the cemetery uh it's riverside park but it's it's owned by lewis and clark and it's shut down now but so you're not supposed to ride there but uh so <laughs> don't ride there people um and uh but that's a great spot uh, or used to be i mean and uh yes uh, uh sandy ridge is a good place to go anyway you know i also powell butte's a good place to go to just down the bike path powell butte sandy ridge how experienced do you have to be to get on those? Powell Butte's easy, and Sandy Ridge is, there's lots of different varieties of difficulties. Um, some really steep, mean stuff, and some easy kind of you know, roller coaster. Do they still have the cyclocross races here in Portland? They sure do, yeah. There's the Cross Crusade that's coming up. There's an eight-race series. Starts next week, and uh, there's uh, goes uh, five races here in Portland, two in Bend, um, but there's that includes PIR, also Alpenrose Dairy is a fun one. Alpenrose Dairy, they have the Velodrome, right? They do, yes. How I have yet to go out there. How cool out the, is it? Go check out that cross race. It's for two days because they incorporate in the cycle cross race part of the Velodrome, and it's a kick because uh, it's often quite slippery, and uh, it's fun. How many people usually go out there and check that stuff out? Wow, you know, Alpenrose, I heard four to 5,000 uh, people, and then, you know, there's a 1,000 cyclists, racers as well, so it's a lot big. Now, in your opinion, why is it that you think, well, we know cycling obviously isn't up to the par of a baseball, an NBA, et cetera, some of those, the, the big sports, mm-hmm. but why do you think cycling hasn't caught on, like, in, especially, you know, I'm talking like cyclocross. Yeah. It's... It's very much niche here in the yeah, U.S., yeah. whereas you go somewhere like Belgium, Belgium and the Netherlands, huge. it is huge. Why yeah, do you I think just that think is? the junior development, uh, there's not enough riders to kind of... Uh, to supply the enough races to keep people interested also that's not televised people don't see it on tv and they don't get excited about it so i think that's those are a couple of good reasons well chris i appreciate you taking some time giving me some insight and the listeners on 
uh, cycling as it rolls in from summer to fall. If somebody out there has is only able to get to one race and do one trail, what do you recommend? Uh, to one race, cyclocross race, to go out to Alpenrose or PIR in November is a fun one too to watch. Uh, trails to ride, um, yeah, Sandy Ridge is, okay. is fun. And All right, accessible. Again, uh, before another thing before we yeah. cut you loose. Any cool designs coming up? It, it it's in my heart that you can I got, talk about. I got three new designs. I got a, a sugar skull. I got a taco jersey, and I have a Chihuahua jersey. All right, so the Chihuahua taco and sugar, sugar, skull. sugar skull. All right, cool. Again, Chris Chapman. It's in my heart. You can check it out. www.itsinmyheart.com. When we come back, I'll do a recap. I grab some sound from the 18th annual wild about game food event in welch's it was a gas we'll be right back the perfect stadium or sports arena doesn't get built without a city's support and that's where stadium financials power play begins our crack team of marketing gurus spin doctors and downright backwards thinking investors tackle the challenges every sports team owner has of getting the city to pay for a stadium or arena so they don't have to the days of sports owners having to foot the bill for an arena are over. Our team devises marketing campaigns that make the public feel good about tax increases for a new arena that they may never enjoy. Stadium Financial has been in the business of fleecing the public for over a hundred years and plan on being in business for a hundred more. If you enjoy paying $50 for a ticket to see your favorite basketball team, $9 beers and $10 hot dogs, make sure you vote yes on your next city stadium bill. Visit stadiumfinancial.com for more information. Discover the growing lineup of ThatCast Network podcast and videocasts at ThatCast.com. Now, back to CHOP on everything from bourbon to bicycles on Locals Only. What's going on? Welcome back to Locals Only, the great podcast which you can find on ThatCast Podcast Network at ThatCast.com. Download it, subscribe to it, rate it, review it. You can get it on iTunes. Do me a favor, do it. Also, while you're there... Check out some really cool podcasts from Chuck Price, Investing Simplified, also Devon Pouncey with Wake Up and Win. This past Sunday, I had an opportunity to go out to Welch's for the 18th annual Wild About Game culinary event put on by Nikki USA, one of the largest purveyors in the region for wild game meats. And let me tell you, it's awesome. I had an opportunity to talk to some chefs there and get some sounds. Here's how it went. Hey, it's Chop over at the 18th Annual Wild About Game, and it's a great event. Obviously, 18 years running. It's got to be doing something right. But out at Welch's Resort at the Mountain, just kind of making my way around the venue, uh, checking out some great food, condiments, beverages, adult beverages, all the above. And uh, Marshall's Hot Sauce, which I myself am a proud owner of the hot sauce i love anything hot that retains a flavor is a good thing and marshall's they totally pull that off in spades and sarah marshall is with me sarah how did marshall's hot sauce come to be um well we started about eight years ago and i just met some local farmers and so we source everything from oregon and washington farmers and then um, we take them back to our commercial kitchen and we make the sauces and then um, we bring them out to events and farmers markets all over Oregon. 
How challenging was it to create a hot sauce with great ingredients that is still sourced locally? Um, it's it wasn't it was challenging in the beginning, but then once we established relationships with farmers, now they grow us peppers every year, so we know kind of what we need to get from them. So they'll plant things early in the season, and then we have enough to get us through the whole year. Now I know you guys were here last year at the 17th annual uh, Wild About Game. Nikki USA, great purveyor of wild game meat. Jeff Latham, the owner, super dude. Um, how long have you guys been working with Nikki USA and coming to the event? This is our third year, and the cool thing about it is that we get partnered up with a chef who is here cooking food, not part of the competition, but just um, bringing you know food for the guests. And so what happens is we plan sometimes a year in advance what we're going to bring, and we partner up with the chef. We make a special sauce just for the event, and then they have it here for people to try for whatever dish they're making, and then we have it for people to take home. Now, who was the chef that you partnered up with this year? Today we partnered with Chef Bryant from Alto Bajo, and so he did pork tacos, and um, we used all local ingredients for the sauce, but then they mixed it with some pineapple juice, and so the pineapple and the pork, and the, we did tequila and cherry bomb peppers, so it's really an awesome flavor combination. Now, where can people find the hot sauce? So our regular sauces you can get in local stores in Portland, like um, New Seasons, Zupans, uh, Market of Choice, and then we sell them on our website, Marshall's Hot Sauce. Yeah. And is it marshallshotsauce.com? And it's, it's hot, H-A-U-T-E, yeah. not H-O-T. Correct, yep. What's on the horizon? Any big news that uh, you can share? Uh, not really. We just come out with new sauces every year, so we try to do new fun stuff. And we have a cookbook that came out this year that has a lot of sauce recipes in it, so that's a pretty big deal. Uh, it's called Preservation Pantry. But I think that's it. Well, thank you for taking a moment. Yeah, totally. Nice to meet you. And I'm at the table where Chef Bryant Crick of Alto Bajo in Portland was churning and burning some delicious uh, tacos. Talk about what you were serving today. Yeah, today we uh, teamed up with uh, Carlton Farms, Marshall's Hot Sauce, and we came up with a Al Pastor taco. Uh, we had a, a giant spit and we, we slow cooked all of our pork on there uh, with a collaboration um, sauce with Marshall's uh, locally in Portland. Um, we then came up with a, a nice taco uh, with a pineapple pico de gallo on top, um, as well as a we used liquid nitrogen where I did an infused pineapple uh, tapioca maltodextrin, which then I ran through liquid nitrogen to kind of give a cool cooling effect as well as some flavor to the to the, the taco and kind of make it basically modern Mexican. You mentioned liquid nitrogen, that whole gastro scientific type of culinary technique that's yeah, I love it. If you can get away with it and you can pull it off, it's great. Do you like using technology and science when you cook? I do. I've always grown up loving science, you know, and, um, you know, the molecular went up and then went down so fast. And I feel like not enough people got to see it and experience it live. Um, so I don't think it's dead. You know, I think it's still fun to play with it and, and see how far we can take it and, you know, new stuff. You know, I don't think people really thought about making liquid nitrogen, you know, uh, oil powders for tacos, you know, a lot of it's done on cold items, but you know, it can work on, you know, savory and hot items as well. And just a lot of fun. 
How competitive is the culinary industry here in Portland and the Pacific Northwest? It's very competitive. It's, everybody's come from so many walks of life and um, so many experiences, so many backgrounds. I mean, it's there's just it's very competitive. You know, it's the talent is just up here. There's so many walks of life. Now, what's your takeaway from the 18th annual Wild About Game event? Awesome event. Lots of friendly people. You know, got to see a lot of new stuff. You know, the competition's incredible. Um, but it's just a, it's great. I think it really represents the, the Pacific Northwest right now. What, who's one of your favorite cooks to go eat uh, when, when you, you know, say, you know, I want to go sample somebody's food, go out and have a nice dinner. Where do you find yourself venturing out to the most? You know, I, I'm, a, I'm a real big fan of uh, uh, dim sum. We have some great dumplings around. Right now, I really like a fury uh, in Portland, just incredible food. Um, but I have a lot of respect for a lot of the chefs. Um, Carlo, Chef Carlo La Magna, he's about to open a Magna. Filipino food is going to be amazing. Every pop-up he has, I definitely go try to see. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, thank you. So I'm with Helena Gonzalez, Bella Bella Gourmet Foods, LaBelle Farms, I mean, you were putting out some fantastic stuff. I love foie gras. You happen to be uh, searing it nicely. Um, talk to me about your experience in the, in today's event, Nikki USA Wild About Game. Very nice to join you today, and thank you for coming by our booth. Um, this is actually a wonderful event for us. We've been coming for many, many years. Um, actually started with my family farm, Sonoma Artisan Foie Gras. We were producers in California for over uh, 25 years, up until the Foie Gras ban happened in 2012. So now we are part of LaBelle Farms. We're partners um, as of over five years ago, and uh, it's been wonderful to be able to present their amazing raw products as well as ready-to-eat items, um, as you tasted today. So LaBelle Farms is in uh, Sullivan County, New York. We produce the Moulard duck. Of course, foie is our pride and joy, but we utilize the whole duck. So with the raw products, uh, we send them to Bella Bella, our kitchen, and that's where we come up with the fantastic recipes, such as the duck uh, dry-cured prosciutto that you tried today, the duck breast pastrami with an, uh, smoked with a nice spice blend. We do all the you know wonderful confits and sausages and more. So it's been a splendid day. We have great, great traffic through here and rave reviews. So Now, if people in Portland, the Pacific Northwest want to order, do they just go to the website? Yes, you can go to bellabellagourmet.com. Uh, Nikki, of course, has our products. Um, they have most of the raw products um, and do special order. Um, but for the most part, just you can go to our website, order online, or call our office, and uh, we ship everywhere nationwide. What's your favorite way to eat foie? I love the sa seared, sautéed, however you call it, just on the cast iron skillet, you know, nice caramelization, just simple salt pepper, really doesn't need too much. You know, our foie is very sweet and velvety in the flavor and texture. That's what it's our, you know, what we pride ourselves in. We do 98% corn feed in the managed feeding process, so that really translates in, in the flavor profile. Well, thanks for giving us a moment. Wonderful. Thank you so much really appreciate the time that wraps up another edition of locals only found at thatcast.com download subscribe rate review hook it up next week we're going to talk about the film scene here in the pacific northwest 
I'll talk at you soon. See ya! Discover the growing lineup of ThatCast Network podcasts and videocasts at thatcast.com.